This week, understanding census data, what the most recent release means for North Carolina, Alamance County, and Elon. I thought it would be interesting to do a story on it about how it's affecting um, the town of Elon because I really think it's important to make sure we localize national news. And a look at what it takes to get the fall sports preview off the field and into the paper. He is actually viral on TikTok right now. He has over 1.5 million followers. He makes a lot of really um, creative content uh, related to football. And yeah, reading that feature uh, was really interesting. It sounds like um, our reporter, Joanna, who, who worked on that story, had a really great interview with him, uh, had a lot of uh, a really good insight from uh, his, his decision to go into TikTok. So. This is ENN Radio, a weekly podcast from Elon News Network, bringing you the story behind the headlines. I'm Kira O'Connor. On August 12th, the United States Census Bureau released redistricting data for North Carolina and Alamance County. From 2010 to 2020, North Carolina grew by 9.5 percent, and Alamance County grew by even more, 13.4 percent. Well, what does this all mean? I spoke with Elon News Network's politics editor, Grayson Shirley, to find out. Here with me now is our politics editor, Grayson Shirley. Grayson, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on the show. So this week you wrote an update on the 2020 census, breaking down what the most recent data means for North Carolina residents and the Elon community. How'd you get interested in this topic? Well, so I recently saw that the redistricting data had been released on August 12th, and I thought it would be interesting to do a story on it about how it's affecting um, the town of Elon, because I really think it's important to make sure we localize national news, and especially in this case, the census can have a huge effect on things such as redistricting, which, although it might not be as big of an impact in a local municipality such as um, the town of Elon or Alamance County, it can affect us on a state level or even a national level, and so I think it was important that we dig a little bit deeper into it. Wow, that sounds really great. I can't wait to dig into it with you on the show. Can you tell me a little bit about what data came out most recently? So the data that came out most recently um, was a rapid growth in unexpected areas, including Alamance County. The county's total population saw an increase of 13.4% between 2010 and 2020, according to the 2020 census. And I think this is really important because it shows that um, the county has grown and it also shows that um, a lot of populations have seen um, different shifts, such as like um, minority populations have seen a growth in Alamance County. So um, for example, the black population in Alamance County grew to 20.9% in 2020, and the Hispanic population in Alamance County also grew to 13.1% in 2020. And I think this is um, this shows just kind of how over the last 10 years, how um, the population has changed and how it is continued to evolve and shift. Definitely, definitely. And why is it important for people to understand this data? I think it's important for people to understand this data so they can have a better idea of um, how it will impact them locally and also how it will impact their local governments and their representation on the state level. Um, for example, how it will affect us on a local level is um, 
Rich Rodner, who is the town of Elon manager, he said um, that data from the U.S. Census Bureau is used by the county to apportion sales tax revenue. And so sales tax revenue is revenue collected by the county government through taxes levied on the sale of goods and services. And so Rodner explained that the county government receives a certain amount of revenue and this revenue is then distributed back to municipalities based on relative population sizes. So um, this can impact how much money, how much revenue um, the town of Elon will receive from Alamance County. And for that, I think it's important. Can you talk to me a little bit about the redistricting and what this data will do in the future for the state level and the local level? So redistricting data, as I mentioned earlier, basically it means um, that the um, state congressional districts will um, be seeing a change. So for example, in the first release of the redistricting data, um, it saw that um, North Carolina gained an extra seat in the um, U.S. House of Representatives, and um, we could see something very similarly happen in the uh, on the local level. So um, the town of Elon does not have any districts, and that their elections are at large, meaning that um, everyone can vote in it. So um, there, for that reason, there will be no district changes within um, the town of Elon. And the town of Elon is something that we cover, and you can go to elonnewsnetwork.com to see more coverage of the town of Elon and Burlington races in the future. Grayson, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on the show. This week, the pendulum printed the fall sports preview, an inside look into Elon athletics this semester. From features to season previews, this edition has it all. To tell you more about the edition, I spoke with Elon News Network sports director, Jacob Kaismore. Here with me now is our sports director, Jacob Kaismore. Jacob, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Kira. I'm excited to be here. So the fall sports preview is out on paper. How do you feel? I'm really excited, you know, especially after last year being such an unusual season for Elon Athletics. It's nice to, to actually have a, a fall sports season this year. Yeah, for those who are not familiar, the second edition of the Pendulum is the Fall Sports Preview, which is a huge undertaking for the staff as it comes out less than a week after the first edition of the paper, which comes out during move-in weekend. Jacob, tell me a little bit about the process. What did it take to get this edition to the Elon community? Yeah, so we started planning this edition actually back in early July. Um, we, we sat down and kind of figured out what stories we wanted to include uh, in this edition. And then from there, we started reaching out to reporters and seeing, um, you know, who wanted to take what story. Um, and, you know, obviously over the summer, that can be a little bit challenging logistically because everybody here at Elon is obviously has a lot going on with, with uh, summer commitments. But uh, we had a great team of reporters for this edition that, that wrote some uh, really good stories. And um, you know, after we had everything assigned, um, it was then just reaching out to athletics um, and getting interviews set up, which again, logistically, a little bit of a challenge in the summer just because a lot of the athletes weren't actually on campus. Um, you know, but we were able to get uh, a lot of those set up because we, we started reaching out early enough, which was, was really good, and we got everybody that we wanted. So it was a, a very successful process. Wow. Well, congratulations. That does sound like a lot of work, but it definitely paid off. What's your favorite story that went in the paper this week or a story that you really enjoyed? 
Yeah, so I would say one of the stories that I most enjoyed um, is the feature on John Seaton, who is um, an Elon football player. He will be a sophomore this year, and he is actually viral on TikTok right now. He has over 1.5 million followers. He makes a lot of really um, creative content uh, related to football. And yeah, reading that feature uh, was really interesting. It sounds like um, our reporter, Joanna, who, who worked on that story, had a really great interview with him, uh, had a lot of uh, a really good insight from uh, his, his decision to go into TikTok. So I think that was probably uh, my favorite story to read and edit from, from this edition. Wow, a viral TikTok football player. Now that is cool. Sporting event are you most excited for during the fall semester? Yeah, so obviously we have um, a lot of really exciting events coming up. Um, so one of the ones that I'm really, really excited for is actually um, the Elon opener, which is Elon's home cross-country meet. Um, that'll take place um, on Friday the 3rd. Um, it is a night race, so it's going to start at 8 p.m. It's going to be on Elon's cross-country course. Um, the, the course will be lit up, so it'll be really cool um, to see the runners uh, competing in a night event, uh, kind of unusual for, for cross-country. Um, but really excited about that. We're going to have both teams out there for that. It's completely free to the public, which is really cool, so excited to see, to see the crowd. Um, and then a couple of the other games that I'm really looking forward to. So Elon's football team is going to be traveling to Appalachian State, I believe, September 18th. Um, that's obviously been a huge rivalry in the past, back to when they were in the same conference. And uh, it'll be really cool to see uh, Elon football renew that rivalry with them. And then um, I have to say the volleyball team has got some really fun non-conference matches um, in September. They're playing uh, at Duke University, and then they're also playing at UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, I think both those matches, it's going to be really, really fun uh, to, to see our volleyball team take on such uh, successful and prestigious uh, volleyball teams. ENN's very own Jacob Kaismore, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And that's it for this week on ENN Radio. Subscribe to ENN Radio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media at Elon News Network. For the latest news, visit our website, elonnewsnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Yeah.